Hashem's Bezos Abracha, we have the blessings that Moshe gave to the various tribes upon his, Moshe's deathbed. Till Shevet Levi, he said, to and he said a few other things, and he says, Yisrael. Shevet Levi shall teach your laws, your Mishpatim, to Yaakov, to the Jewish people, and Tarascha, they will teach your Torah, that Shevet will teach your Torah, Li Yisrael. Furthermore, Yesimu Apecha, they will offer incense, the Ketaras, the Chalil Mizbechecha, and burnt offerings, Karbonola, on the altar. Throughout the job description of Shevet Levi and the Kohanim in Tanakh, the focus, of course, is primarily on the temple service. We have great detail about the, the Shechita and the Zrika. Shechita actually does not require a Kohen, according to Tarash Balpeb, but we have the, all the Avoda, the, the, all the various Karbanos, and the Lechmapanim, and we, we, the Menorah, the Trumas Adeshen. We have, we, we have a great deal of Halacha regarding the role that the Kohen plays, that the Kohanim play, basically with regard to the temple service. Shevet Levi's role is not defined as clearly in the Chumash, but they, they're presented as helpers for the Kohanim. So the primary role, when we think of Kohanim the, in Halacha, the primary role we think of is their, uh, their role in the temple service. However, here the Torah adds an additional aspect to their job description, which it actually places before the familiar one of Ketores and Ola, teaching Torah. Yoru Mishpatecha Liyakov, they teach Mishpatim to the Jewish people, they teach Torah Secha, they teach God's Torah. To Shevet Levi is first and foremost, they are teachers. First, literally, first in the Pasuk, they are teachers. This is not the only place, of course, in Tanakh, in Chumash or in Tanakh, where the Torah describes a part of the job description of Kohanim and Leviim is teaching. Back several parashiyas ago, we had if you're not sure of the law, you have questions about ritual questions, about blood, questions about din, about civil law, criminal law, nega, questions about saras, quarrels of various sorts. What do you do? You go to the temple mount, and who do you go to? Also, to the judges, and we know the primary parsha. This is the parsha that says you should follow them, you should do what they tell you. You should not deviate from what they tell you. The, but who do you go to? So we, we're used to understanding that the, that the Pasuk refers to the Sanhedrin, to the Bastin, but it says, it says, go to the Kohanim. The Kohanim apparently had a role to, to play in teaching and adjudicating not just in the, in the sacrificial service, but even with regard to teaching, teaching and, uh, and ruling on, on matters of the law. In the parish of Egla Rufa, also earlier in Chumash Dvarim, it says, The Kohanim have a role to play in the Egla Rufa ceremony. That's what we do when someone is found murdered and we're not sure who the murderer was. There's a ceremony where the elders have to say that we, it wasn't our fault, we didn't, uh, we didn't abandon him, to, we, we, we treated him properly. But the Kohanim, the, they have a role to play, but Kohanim b'nei Levi, why? Kivam b'chara Hashem alokecha, God has chosen them, l'sharso, u'levarech b'shem Hashem, certainly to do his service, the temple service that we know, but also, v'al pihem yiyeh kal naga. 
the Chalriva Chalnaga, that their word, they, they, they have a judicial or some kind of uh, administrative role beyond karbanos, beyond sacrifices, beyond the temple service, they have a role. Again, matters of riv, matters of nega. When it comes to nega teras, we know that's an official role they play, that they have the Kohen, when, when the Kohen, when a person has a nega teras, the Pasha Tazriya, the Torah describes the, the process, he goes to the Kohen, the Kohen has to say Tameh or Tahar or lock it up for seven days and so on. That the Kohen is formally required. But Riv, even Riv, even, even questions of, of, of law, of, of, uh, of quarrels between people that have to be resolved according to Din Torah, who plays a role in doing that? Once again, it is the Kohanim B'nai Levi. In moving away from the Chumash, in, in Yechezkel, Yechezkel has entire prakim where he describes the role of the Kohanim and the laws of the Kohanim. It's difficult to reconcile some of what it says there with uh, what it says in the Chumash. The, the Talmud deals with some of that. But the, when Yechezkel describes the role to be played by the Kohanim, Halavim, B'nai Tzadok, the ones who kept Mishmeres Mikdashi, when the Jews abandoned me, the Kohanim remained faithful. So one of the things they do, besides, of course, questions of Karbanos and the laws of who they can marry and so on, one of the one of the points he makes about the Kohanim, the Navi Yechezkel says, ben kodesh they shall teach my people, again, Yoru Mishpatech Yaakov and Arpasha, and in Yechezkel, Yoru ben kodesh they shall teach my people the distinctions between holiness and profane and, and, and secular, Uven they shall teach the inform people about ritual purity and impurity, and furthermore, we go to the Riv, Val Riv, quarrels, they shall be judges, and and my, my Torah and my laws, all my Moadim, Yishmaru, they, they, they shall keep the, the, the laws of the Torah and, uh, and Shabsosai, the holidays and, and the Sabbath. So once again, Kohanim are, are given a role that involves teaching and presiding over the law. It's not just about the, the sacrificial order, they have some general role to play in promulgating Torah. Famous Pasuk in Malachi, the Navi Malachi, Kisifse Kohen Yishmeru Das, Vesori Yivakshumi Piu, that the, the, the lips of the Kohen, he shall keep Das, knowledge, and Torah, people shall seek out Torah from him, Kimalach Hashem Tivakosu. Again, the, again, that the, there's a role of the Kohen with, with regard to Torah. So all these circum indicate that the Kohanim were assumed to play some kind of role with regard to teaching Torah. In, in halacha, in, 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 the, in the formal law that we have, this role is not clearly defined. Uh, certainly in Shulchan Aruch, you're not going to find special rules Kohanim have about teaching Torah. Anyone who knows Torah teaches Torah. But throughout, throughout Chumash and throughout, uh, throughout Tanakh, we have, a, we have a number of references where the Torah t- seems to assume that the Kohanim have a particular role to play with regard to teaching Torah. This is, the, this is one of the jumping-off points for a famous and somewhat controversial passage in the Rambam. The Rambam, in the end of the laws of Shemitah v'yovel. So, so the Rambam has a well-known custom that, that the Rambam wrote the Yad HaZakah, which at Yad Yudal, it has 14 sections. And each, each, one of the, each one of those 14 sections is divided up into a number of in a number of subsections. So in, so in the order of Zraim, which is about the laws of agriculture, we have Shemitah v'yovel, the laws of Shemitah, like this year, and Yovel. And th- throughout these halachas, throughout, let's say, Shemitah v'yovel, or, or the laws of Hanukkah and Purim, or the laws of uh, Shabbos, most of the, the Rambam is about the halacha on that topic. 
But the Rambam has a well-known habit that he ends the discussions of these various topics with something inspirational, something aspirational, something philosophical, some lesson, some meaning, some symbolism beyond the raw halacha. So the Rambam, in the end of Shemitah Yovel, he talks about halachas that the, that the Shevet Levi is disconnected from various aspects of civil society. They don't get a nachon Eretz Yisrael, and, and they, they, various halachas that they're treated differently from the rest of Kalal Yisrael with, uh, with, 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 regard, with regard to certain things. And the, the Rambam goes on and he says, why? Why is this? What is the meaning of this? Why did Hashem disconnect Shevet Levi, decouple Shevet Levi from certain parts of normal society? They don't get a nachon Eretz Yisrael. They don't get a share of the plunder when they loot uh, conquered enemies. Why? Because Hashem has set him aside to serve him and to, and to do his avoda, and also to teach the, the upright ways of Hashem and mishpatim, what we call the Torah. Mishpatim atzadikim l'rabim, er pasuk, yoru mishpatecha liyakov, soraschali Yisrael. The role of Shevet Levi, the primary role, a primary role, the primary role is teaching Torah. Therefore, because they need to focus on teaching Torah, they have been separated, they have hibadlu, They've been disconnected from the ordinary, mundane ways of the world. They don't fight battles. They don't inherit land in Eretz Yisrael. They don't, uh, all these things they don't get. Rather, they are Chel Hashem. They are the army, the host of Hashem. That's also a Pasuk in our Pasha. That's the very next Pasuk. After it says, The next Pasuk says, Baruch Hashem Chelo, Upal Yad of Baruch Hashem Chelo. The word chelo is interpreted variously by different mafarshim. Some of them, some mafarshim understand that it means that the, the valor of the Levium, the, the work they do, should be blessed. Avoda they do, other things they do. Rambam understands chelo refers to the Levium themselves. Hashem blesses, Hashem, uh, it shall be blessed by Hashem. Chelo, his army, his host. Who is Hashem's army? Mila Hashem Elai, his army is the army of Shevet Levi. They are the army of, of teachers, of, of Torah scholars. Who, uh, who are responsible for the teaching and spreading the word of Hashem. And the Rambam says that this is why they are relieved of various, uh, various rights and obligations of participation in civil society. Baruch Hashem Chelo. They, uh, they have a special role to play in the life of the nation. As Hashem says in Chumash Bamidbar, Ani I am their portion. They don't need a portion of land, of grain, and so on. I am their portion. So far, so good. This is not very controversial. The, the very last halach in the Rambam is one that has been the subject of heated debate. The Rambam goes on, V'lo Shevet Levi bilvad. This applies not merely to Shevet Levi. Of course, the actual halachas, the right to get Maser, and the, and the halacha, they don't get a share of Eretz Yisrael. The formal halachas obviously apply to Shevet Levi specifically. But the lesson, the, the underlying principle, the, the value the Torah is expressing here, the Rambam says, is not limited to Shevet Levi. Rather, it is universal. Rambam is always a universalist when he can be. Rambam likes to extend the, the values that, that the Torah teaches as, as broadly as possible. Rambam says, Kol ish ve'ish mikol bai olam. Every single man from, from anyone in the world, some Achronim say, apparently even non-Jews, doesn't say Yisrael here. Here he says, mikol bai olam. Anybody who wants, any human being, Asher, so they also discuss whether ish ve'ish, does ish mean uh, male, not female, but anyone in the world, 
who, uh, who's, who's been moved, who, who, feels, who feels a high-minded impulse, Asher Nadva Ruchoso, and he understands and he, and he feels the importance of engaging in spiritual and, and uh, godly pursuits. He wants, to se- <coughs> he wants to segregate himself from the petty affairs of the world, Lamad Lufna Hashem Lasharso, to stand before God, to serve him, Ula Avdo, to worship him, Ladeas Hashem, to know the Lord. And he, uh, and he wants to go in the, in the upright way that Hashem, that Hashem made him. And he's parak me'al tzavaro ola He casts off the yoke of worldly affairs that people make for themselves. Such a person is sanctified, kodesh kadashim. Hashem will be his chelek, like we said, Hashem menas chelki v'kosi, ani chelkom v'nachalasam. So he'll merit in this world, Hashem will take care of him. V'yizkelo ba'olam hazeh, davar amaspiklo. He will merit the, the, to attain what he needs in this world, like the Kohanim and Levim, and it will be great. So that, this is the Raman's final, final words in Shemitah V'yovel, that the Levim were treated specially so they should be free to focus on their spiritual pursuits of teaching Torah. And this is not limited to Shevet Levi, this applies to anybody in the world, anyone who wants to focus on Avodah Hashem and Torah, teaching Torah, is, has this special rule that, he, that Hashem will take care of him, he can cast off the yoke of worldly mundane affairs, and Hashem will supply him with whatever he needs. And this Rambam is often held up in support of uh, the idea of learning in Kolel, of, of, of studying Torah and teaching Torah, and not worrying about tachlis, not worrying about how to make ends meet. Rambam says, you can be porik me'ab me'al tzavaro ola cheshbonos arabim, you can simply cast it all off, not interested, Hashem will take care of me, I'm going to sit and learn Torah and teach Torah, and Hashem will make sure I have what I need in this world. The great irony, of course, is, the problem is, as Rabbi Nathan Slifkin and others have pointed out repeatedly, the Rambam is a singular voice in his vehement, vehement, repeated, consistent rejection of the notion of the community supporting those who, stu- who study and teach Torah. The Rambam had a pitched battle against uh, the Gaonic communities, the Babylonian communities, where it was considered a, a, an essential aspect of Jewish society that there'd be people, Torah leaders, Torah scholars, who would sit and study Torah, and they would be supported by the community. And the Rambam was vehemently, ferociously opposed to this. The Rambam writes this in his commentary to Perkyavos at greatest at great length, but he also mentions it in various places in the Yad Chazaka as well. Putting aside his comments here in Shemitah V'yovel, we find Rambam elsewhere, Rambam in, Rambam in Hilchus Talmud Torah. Rambam writes, anybody who says the laws of Talmud Torah, what you have to know about learning Torah, what your obligation is, what the rules are, Rambam writes, anyone who decides, I am going to involve myself in Torah, I'm not going to work, and I'm going to simply be supported by charity, such a person is not just wrong, he is mechalal Hashem. Such a person is, desecrates God's name, ubizas a Torah. You're not honoring the Torah by committing yourself to Torah in this fashion. You are disgracing the Torah. And kibam ar hadas, you are extinguishing the light of religion. You're causing ill, you're going to bring ill upon yourself, and you're going to forfeit your olam haba. It is absolutely usher to benefit from divrei Torah ba'olam hazeh. In olam haba, you'll, you'll receive your reward. But in olam hazeh, to take money to, you know, to, to achieve temporal gain through the study of Torah, that is absolutely unacceptable. The Chum said, anyone who has Hanar from Divrei Torah, such a person is, uh, it's going to come out of his Elam Haba. They said in Pirkei Avos, that's the Mishnah where he has his most famous and lengthy diatribe about this. It says, 
you shall not make, you may not make Torah a crown for your, for your personal glory. Not, nor should you make it an axe or a shovel to dig, to do mundane, earthly work, to use the Torah as a source of income, of livelihood. That's a terrible chil Hashem. Love work. Work is good. Earning a living is good, the Ram says. Any Torah that's not accompanied by work, by remunerative activity. He's going to end up engaging in criminal activity. Back then, maybe it was uh, sticking people up on the highway. Today, we have all kinds of white-collar opportunities for, for crime. I'll call upon him. Rambam warns you Short, br- briefly, succinctly, Rambam warns you in Talmud Torah, do not dare to think that you're going to study Torah and be supported by the community. He writes similarly in, uh, he writes similarly in parallel passage in, in Matnas Anim, Rambam writes that, that, Rambam writes that a person should always, uh, Matnas Anim is about the, the, the gift, the agricultural gift that the Torah says, a farmer is supposed to give to the poor. To the poor. Maserani, one of the tithes, goes to the Aniim. Leket, Shikha, and Peya, various, uh, various isolated stalks of grain or stuff you forget in the field and a corner of your field. They're all, they're all, there's a whole panoply of different gifts the Torah prescribes that should be given to the poor. And the Rambam discusses Tzedakah in general in Matnas Aniim. And the Rambam warns you again, a person, even though the Torah is, uh, is quite insistent that those who have should give tzedakah, but it's not considered uh, something uh, desirable that you should take tzedakah. A person should push himself, and he should uh, suffer even. A person should put up with uh, unpleasantness rather than resort to accepting charity, he, rather than making himself a ward of the state, being mashlachat mo'alat zibur. Chacham said, Asei Shabbat Chachol, better that you should treat your Shabbos like a weekday, but not resort to being supported by the community. And even the Rambam adds, even if you're a Chacham, you're a Talmud Chacham, and you're someone dignified, and you don't have money, he says, you should work. And uh, even a, even a, uh, a low, low work, umnus manuveles, something that's not uh, classy, so to speak, even that is better than relying on charity, he says. Better that you should skin animals, and you shouldn't say, I'm a great Chacham, I'm a Kohen, please support me. Again, so despite the fact that Torah tell, the, 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 the entire Torah is full of commands to support, Kohan, to support Kohanim, and perhaps Chacham as well. Rambam says, you as a Chacham should not demand it. You sh- it's, it's not, uh, it's not uh, to your honor that you should be supported by, by the community. And the Rambam says, this is what he elaborates on at great length in his commentary to Pirkei but he says, Gidole HaChachamim, the great Chachamim of the Mishnah, of the Talmud, they had all kinds of menial jobs. Some of them were Chotvei they were woodchoppers, woodcutters. Some of them were porters, they, they, they carried beams, they drew water, they were water carriers for irrigation, they, they were blacksmiths, they dealt with iron and coal, and all this rather than, rather than expect the community to support them. They didn't say, I'm a Tana, I'm one of the composers of the Mishnah, my words are immortal, my Torah is invaluable, please support me so I can study Torah. They said, no, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sit at the forge with my blacksmith hammer, I'll, I'll go to the well and carry water, rather than the, be supported by the tzibur. So, putting these two Rambams together, Matnas Aniyim and Talmud Torah, Rambam is expressing two overlapping values. First of all, it's a disgrace for the Torah to use it to achieve temporal gain, to achieve money and support and financial uh, gain. That's a disgrace for the Torah. 
And second, in general, it's a disgrace to accept charity to begin with. It's a disgrace not to be self-sufficient. A person, anybody, should push himself rather than accept tzedakah. He should cut back and he should, uh, he should skimp on his expenses, but uh, do anything they have to do rather than be supported by the tzibur. It's a terrible thing to be supported by the tzibur. Rambam is very much against it. We'll discuss his comments in Pirkei Avos presently, but I'll call upon him. So, on the one hand, we have his comments in Shemitah Yovel, where he talks about a person has the right to simply say, I'm not interested in the, the yoke of society, the yoke of earning a living. I'm not interested. I'm getting rid of all these cheshbonos harabim. I'm simply going to involve myself in spiritual pursuits and teaching, and Hashem will take care of me. On the other hand, the Rambam says, if you're mashlachat tzibur, if you expect the community to support you, and if you, and if you demand and accept support in exchange for learning Torah, that's a terrible thing. First of all, you're not being self-sufficient. And second, even worse, is that you are disgracing the Torah by using it as a, as a profession, as a tool to get money. So how do we understand the Rambam in Shemitah V'yovel? So some Akronim understand that in Ochanami, when the Rambam in Shemitah V'yovel says that you're going to be porik me'al tzavaru, you're going to throw off the yoke of mundane affairs, that doesn't mean you're going to ask for support from the community. It means that you'll either make do with less or with nothing, that like, whatever you have, you have, you'll... Your, your meager savings, uh, you know, the, 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 you, you have some money, you'll just make it go a long way, and you simply won't need anything more than that. Or someone who has money, someone who has money. The, the Radvaz says that, or Rambam himself says, Rambam says, Yizkele that HaKadosh Baruch will take care of you. He does not say the community will take care of you. He says HaKadosh Baruch will take care of you. The community will not take care of you. Or you shouldn't ask the community to take care of you. He says, that's wrong. So he says, he doesn't say what that means exactly, but he says that, this has to be consistent with the Rambam's comments elsewhere. You cannot, your plan cannot be, the community will support me. What, it, what, what should your plan be? It's not exactly clear. You shouldn't appeal to the community. You shouldn't ask for, for a stipend, for a fellowship. You should simply say, I am just going to devote myself to learning Torah. And Tabitachan, I suppose, that Hashem will take care of you. The Masir Okeach, another early commentary on the Rambam, Masir Okeach says, that uh, people point out that these comments of the Rambam about Lo Shevet Levi Bilvad are not based on any particular passage in the Talmud. This was the Rambam's own, uh, own ethos, his own, his own value system. Ru'uyim hadvaram misha'amram. These comments are worthy of the Rambam. Ashrei azocha. Praiseworthy is he, happy is he who can merit uh, to live this kind of lifestyle. However, the Master of Kach says, how do we square this with what he says in Talmud Torah, that it's a terrible chil Hashem to take money for learning Torah? So you have to work. The Ram there says that it's uh, the, the dignity of work. A person is supposed to work. So he says that he, he grapples with this question. He says you have to say one of two things. Either we're talking about a person has a little bit of money. He ha- his plan is he'll live off his savings. He'll live off his meager assets. Hashem will give him bracha. Hashem will make those assets go a long way. It'll make, them, it'll, it'll make him be able to live decently. But, but his plan is to use the assets that he has. Or he says that someone, as we said before, someone who's just going to tighten his belt. He has, he has very little. He has almost nothing. He's just gonna, his plan is to do, to do without, and not to ask for things from the community. His plan is, I'll live a life of bread and water. Hashem will say, look, you're, you're, being, you're, you're serving me. You're learning Torah. I'll take care of you. I will, I will give you what you need. But your plan should not be to appeal to the community, to appeal to society for support. Your plan should be, I love Torah so much, I love HaKadosh Baruch Hu so much, I, I, I appreciate their value so much, that's what I want to do. 
But of course, that's not a heter to, to demand the community to support you. That simply means you'll deal with, uh, you'll live without, you'll, you'll live without, you'll live on whatever meager resources you have, but certainly not that you are going to become a ward of the state. The Rambam Perkeyavos makes this point at great, great length. He quotes the examples of all the various Tanarman Amorayim who lived, who li- as, he, as he mentions briefly in Talmud Torah, who had menial jobs, not because the community w- wasn't willing to support them, it wasn't such a, such a materialistic and c- community that was contemptuous of spiritual things. Of course they would have supported the, the Gedali Torah. But, it would, but on principle they wouldn't do what he says, because it was wrong, because that's not the way a person should live. A person is not supposed to, not supposed to use his Torah like that, Rambam goes on at great length talking about the great, uh, the great avla of doing that, how this is wrong. Again, despite what he says, that it's, uh, it's an admirable attitude to conduct yourself like Shevet Levi, to say that I'm going to devote myself to Torah and to spiritual pursuits and God will take care of me, but not, not by taking money from the community, not by being supported for your Torah, which is uh, disgraceful and a chil Hashem, and a, and a disgrace for the Torah. The, the Rambam, however, was not widely accepted. First of all, the Rambam himself admits that the practice in his time, as, uh, as, as the Rishonim already pointed out, the Rambam admits that he's going up against a well-entrenched tr- tradition in, in, in Judaism that people did support those Torah scholars. What about all the examples in the Gemara? That was Amidus Hasidus, he says, that, that that was people who felt they could do it, who felt that they could be Tamil even if they had these jobs. But that is not the Ikra Adin, the Kesem Mishnah in particular. The Kesem Mishnah, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, the Yosef Karo, despite the fact that he was a tremendous admirer and follower of the Rambam, he, was a, uh, he, wrote, he wrote the Kesem Mishnah, one of the classic commentaries to the Rambam. He modeled his Shulchan Aruch to a large extent, following the Rambam. The Rambam was one of the, the, the triumvirate of primary sources he relies on, and probably the most influential. Much of the language of the Shulchan Aruch is drawn from the Rambam. Despite all that, despite his tremendous admiration for the Rambam, in this particular case, he has a very lengthy uh, rebuttal of the Rambam, a little bit in the Beis Yosef, and much, at much greater detail in the Kesem Mishnah. He picks up the Chuvas of the Tashbats, who said, uh, again, at length, pages and pages, that we don't follow the, the Rambam in this, in this area. And basically, there are two objections, two points they make in, in response to the Rambam. First of all, they point out that we don't pass them like the Rambam, that there are the Gaonic tradition, there are many other, the Rambam's arguments from Chazal are equivocal, and uh, we don't necessarily agree that this is what Chazal meant. Furthermore, Ace Lassus Lashem, it might have been practical, it might have been doable in that society. Today it is no longer practical, not 500 years ago, certainly not today. It's no longer practical to become a great Talmud Chacham if one has a real job. The Rambam talks about a job, you work three hours a day and devote the rest of your day, nine hours a day to learning Torah. If you can get the nice work, if you can get it, if you can get a job like that, spend a few hours a day working, and the rest of the day you can devote yourself to terror study, that's wonderful. But if a job means, you know, nine to five plus overtime and, and, and then uh, and, and two jobs, three jobs, if a job means what it typically means today, and Torah is, is we're, not, we're not as talented at learning Torah, Torah has gotten bigger, whatever it is, the, the Tashbats and the Kesem Mishnah say that it's just not practical, it's not realistic, you, you're not going to become a great Talmud Chacham by doing this, so Ace Las Lashem, we have to do this. We can no longer afford to do what the Rambam says. To even according to the Rambam, he would agree that it, there isn't going to be any any real Torah, any any great Talmud Chachamim if, if we if we stick to this ideal. So maybe even the Rambam would agree that uh, that today we can do this. And this is the consensus of the Akron. If you look at the Ramah, brings various opinions, but says that the that, that there are mekilim to learn to, to get paid for learning. Even the, the Rabbi himself, even the Talmidim who are going to grow up to be Talmud Chachamim. And the Shach and the Marshal and the Bach, many Akronim say that the, the, the Minog is 
The Rambam may be an ideal, but it, it's not the halacha. The halacha follows the view that, uh, more like he says in, in, in Shemitah V'yovel, that it's a great ideal to devote yourself to Torah, and those who can and those who are committed to doing so are allowed to take money from the community. They say, if you don't have to, you shouldn't. If a person isn't, has independent resources, of course you shouldn't take money for learning Torah. If a person has his own money, if his wife is working, maybe they don't give that example. If a person can learn without it, matov, they say, but if a person needs to, won't be able to learn Torah without communal support, then he should do so, despite what the Rambam writes in Hilchas Talmud Torah and Hilchas Manas and in his Pirush on Pirkei Avos.